high above the Latiri Auction Gallery floor on the corner of Kapaus and Wallet in beautiful Scranton, Pennsylvania. We bring you the podcast about antiques, collectibles, estate sales, flea markets, and the ins and out of the auction business. Tales from the Gavel. With me, I have my general manager and auctioneer apprentice, Isabel. Hello. Uh, what are you drinking tonight? No, you're drinking uh, straight vodka. Yeah, always. Yeah, we're running out of liquor here. We're in the midst of the um, pandemic, so we're 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 good. we're getting into the um, the end time liquors that we had stashed back in the warehouse. What are you, you're having mango vodka from yes. like 1972. It's okay. It yeah, bad. I'm drinking an old port that's I uh, had to blow the dust off. I think it belonged to Napoleon. Marjorie, my significant other, Hello. head of HR, all things, all human interactions she is in charge of. What are you drinking? Pomegranate juice. That's good. Yes. Uh, good antioxidants. And um, what are we talking about today? That seems to be the big discussion. It's episode nine. Okay. So nine weeks already. Oh, I forgot. Kate is on the cell phone. She's in. She's in sequester up in the up in the mountains, uh, staying away from the pandemic. She's living in her shelter, far below the ground. We had a say hi, Kate. Hi. I mean, I'm still working with you, but that's yeah. okay. Whiskey's good. We're quarantined. Yes. The the sun came up today, so you, you know everything's good. I know. I'm sitting by the window. Oh, I thought you were in your bunker with Rush. Okay. I didn't know I couldn't hear what you said. You're better off. Yeah, I can hear you. So, episode nine, random things. So, but we're going to start off with auction trends. Okay, but let's talk about Wednesday's auction that we just had yesterday because today is Thursday. Okay. We had a, a beautiful, it was a beautiful auction. It went perfectly. We had good phone conversations. There was good, good computer interaction. And um, we had it was online and live. We had phone bidders. We had um, online absentee, and uh, we sold a lot of good jewelry. Uh, we sold a jade and diamond bracelet. That was pretty. That was pretty, and you know we pulled that out of the, the we pulled that out of a, a junk jewelry box. Good thing we both Isabel and I know how to spot. Good jewelry, even when it's amongst plastic and uh, and pop metal. But you know, it's so we, that was a good. That was, and the person who bought it got a good got a good deal. I believe that that was Imperial Jade. That that was the greenish jade I have seen in sometimes. Usually, it's like a darker green. This was a nice light, translucent green, and it was nicely carved and it had some fine diamonds and, and that nice gold work. In yeah, there. yeah, and. Um, you know, sometimes, especially with the Asian stuff, the Chinese stuff, and and a lot of the, not so much European because they hallmark the living daylights out of it, which we should, we got to talk about either hallmarks later on in this episode or at another time. But a lot of Asian jewelry does not have hallmarks on it. Like it, it might be 14, even 24 karat gold, but there won't be a mark on it. But I have a tester, not a, and uh, that thing. It wasn't cheap, but it paid for itself the first time out. What else, Marjorie? What is a hallmark? Maybe people don't know what you're a talking hallmark about. Hallmark is what um, jewelers and countries use to uh, mark 
their fine metal, okay, like their gold, silver, platinum. And rather than write platinum or nowadays, well, 14K and 18K, that's a hallmark. And 750, that would be an 18 carat, which means it's 750 with 750 over 1,000. It's like a proportion. That's how they do it in Europe. That's 18 karat gold. But years ago, turn of the last century and, and past, they would use like, so to keep the layperson ignorant, just like when you use penny weights, like when you go to some places where you're, you're buying, you're selling silver, they want, they want to use penny weights and stuff. That's just to keep the, the punter confused. So that rather than write 14 karat gold, 18 karat gold, they'll use a lion's head, like all silver, um, that was made in England, sterling silver or probably 0.9 silver, which is 90% silver, had a lion's head on it, which if you didn't, if you don't know that, you just think it might just be a mark, like a, a label. But that meant that it was England, made in England and silver. So that's what a hallmark is. They're little coded markings that tell you what something is. And a hallmark it could be, it doesn't just, it's not just on jewelry. There's hallmarks on China. There's hallmarks on everything that are made by fine craftsmen that work in a guild. That's so that, that other people in the guild know who made it. And, and, and of the, because when they're making fine things like jewelry and nice vases and, and hammered silver, yeah, all, they want to take credit for it. Yeah. It all gets very confusing after a while because the mark, the, the, there's uh, several markings on the older pieces and a lot of them signify things like the maker, where it was made, like it was made, which part of England it was made, um, whether what sort of tax it was paid on it. So it does. It's very, it's very involved with the further back you go. Yeah, and even nowadays, when you're in Mexico and you're buying silver in the Cancun flea markets, if it does not have three hallmarks on it, it has to have the mint mark which is usually like a TLC, which stands for Talcum Mints or something like that, um, and a percentage like 925, so that's two, and then it'll have an MX. If it doesn't have three mint marks and you got it in Mexico, there's a really good chance it's not silver. If it doesn't have those three mint there's, there's a there's a better than even chance, even if it has those three mint marks, that it might not be silver too because, you know, it just might not be. You got to buyer beware when you're buying in a flea market um, in Mexico or in Taiwan or anywhere. You know, just buyer beware. Um, gold markings usually differ from U.S. to European markings. Right. Um, usually European markings are numerical, What the, um, as in, like, I think 14 karat gold is 5. 550 is 14. 18 is 750. Yes. And um, 10 would be... Yeah, so there's a difference. Yeah. If you see that, you usually don't see yeah. ten in, in Europe, but so, so if you see that sort of discrepancy, Google it. <laughs> you yes, know, Google knows a lot. Google, Google has made the common person smarter than than it was years ago. Years ago, I still have a library full of books that I never use because you know what? You Google it and, and you can find it faster than in a book. But I still like reading the books because yeah. always find a secondary can't read Google. source. Always find a secondary source of information. And Google doesn't isn't always 100% right, so just be careful with that. Check your sources. All righty, so um, we're having another auction on Saturday. Not this Saturday, Saturday.
uh, April 18th. We have some good stuff on there. I was just looking at it. It's not rolled over from the last auction. I try not to do that. The stuff that didn't sell, which we sold most of it yesterday on Wednesday, you won't see that until next month, the stuff that we passed on. If you see it at all, it might just go in a box. Lot. Who knows? But um, it's all different stuff. Most of it's new. The artwork, there's a lot of good artwork. Um, I just found some uh, Italian uh, prints. From, excuse me, Italian. I just say that too. They just, I just found from a medical book from the 1700s. They're etchings. And um, I got them from this older doctor who uh, he wanted me to sell them. I sold a couple of them and then... Um, they just, um, they just got landed up getting put it aside. Um, and now, um, I have the last three. They're from, I believe a medical book from probably the middle 1700s. They're pressed etchings. They're all in Italian. They're beautiful. They're, they're framed though. He had them framed. They were sitting in his office for 50, 60 years. He got them in Italy. Um, the only copies of that complete book that I was able to find are in museums. They don't exist anywhere else. Yeah, and we did not break that book up. It's, it's sacrilege to break those books up, but people do. Um, I forget, it, it, the, the whole book uh, is worth about $10,000. We do not have the whole book. We have three um, plates from this anatomy book. If we had the whole book, it would be in good shape. Uh, ten grand, but we don't. I believe it's the muscular. Yeah, there, it's gladiator. It's a it's drawings of a gladiator's musculature, and then the uh, there's two of them like him in that spear throwing um, mode, front and back, and then the other one is um, I don't know. It's just like the, some organs, the pictures of organs with the guy opened his chest, opened up. We had the other ones were a little. I thought they were more gruesome, but they were um, more detailed. It was like the heart and the lungs, like opened up but um they went a long time they went about three years ago so marjorie you you were reading an article today about what's uh up in trends so what do you, you what do you think is going up in trends like what do you think is the hot buy these days oh i'm gonna go with ephemera i'm gonna go and be wild because we sell a lot of ephemera we do but it's we sell it for not enough yeah and and i remember back in the 90s when I was a young man back in the 90s, um, postcards used to sell for $50, like a single postcard. And then this thing called eBay came out, and they realized they weren't so rare, and they went down to a dollar. So, you know, but ephemera, it's, 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 if you collect it, it's a, it's a good way to keep your time occupied because there's, there's so much of it, and there's so many cool things you run into, but you have to go through so much just paper to get to the be, nice stuff. It has to be in semi-decent shape. Yes. And it, and if you have a pinup calendar, don't tear it apart. And, and don't color the nipples in. No, we have don't. We have a beautiful – who was that? Who, that those, that uh, those, Vargas? We have a beautiful Vargas. original Vargas calendar, and some gay who um, got a marker and – like, like color, like, you know, the, like made it, I guess, PG rated. So we're there. I think we might've, we might've sold them last night, but yeah, if they, if they would have been gone a long time ago and we would have gotten hundreds of dollars instead of for them, instead of dollars and literally dollars, because somebody got a little carried away with a ballpoint pen. But the thing about paper is 
if it's stored incorrectly, if it's in the basement, it gets moldy. If it's in the attic, it's better in the attic, but it gets dry and brittle. I, you know, like paper is a funny thing, if, especially newsprint. The stuff wasn't me meant to be kept. So a newspaper, we have the only way an old newspaper is even semi useful <clears throat> is if it's in a, it's if it's in the library storage binders, because otherwise you try to open them up, they turn to dust. Um, yeah, a, a lot of people have the Kennedy was shot newspaper. Everybody has it. Everybody has it. We see it very often. It doesn't go for a lot of money. The only ones that go for money it. is the first edition. Where do you get shot in Dallas? Yeah. The first edition Dallas, the, the first one that came out. Like that edition, that, that's worth lots and lots of money, but pretty much had to be in Dallas when you bought it and saved it. But the, the Scranton Times one, it's not worth money. Uh, landing on the Moon. Uh, we probably get every clean out I get at least one because somebody stores them. They, uh, they, they all keep them and they're not worth any. They're not really worth anything. We get an they're interesting. We get a lot of National Geographic's that we sell like a box for dollars. We get a lot of Lifetime, like Look magazines, all those. We end up selling for, selling for very little because people are just really not interested in that. Yeah. Like um, magazines, not so much. Unless they're very special popular, editions. Popular mechanics, um, older ones, I'm talking from the 20s, 30s, and 40s, they, they, there is a market for them. They're worth about two bucks a piece. If you're lucky enough to find the bound museum, their bound library, um, people might not know what those are. Uh, before microfishes, okay, microfishes were what in the 70s? Like the film when you go to the library, you used to go and you, you'd have to put it in this funny machine and crank it. It was film. Um, before that, at, every year, the librarian would send back the issues. And then the magazine company would have them bound. I'm sure they charged them and sent back to them. So you would have a whole, I think they'd do it six, well, National Geographic, I think it was six months at a time. You'd get a bound book. I have a couple here. I like them. If if um, if anybody has them, bring them in. I'm a buyer. Uh, but it's got to be from the 20s and 30s. Um, so they look like a big book. And they got all of the, they have all the magazines in them. And because they were stored bound, with leather bound, they're like almost new unless people were reading them. But um, most of the times they just put them away. War postcards we do mm -hmm. okay with. We do well with. Um, I I think the best ephemera is, as always, celebrity ephemera. If you have somebody famous sign something or send a letter somewhere, I think that's, that's always going to go for a lot of money. Yeah, but then we're getting into autographs as yeah. opposed to ephemera. Which we do have. We have a baseball bat with autographs. Yes, we do. It has jitters on there. And, and um, it came back authentic. Yes, it's, it's CSA. What was it? CSA? PSA. PSA. DNA. Oh, I forgot you were there, Kate. Hi, Kate. I'm listening. I'm taking it all in. Okay. PSA. It's authenticated. It didn't sell last night. Um, there is a reserve on it. Uh, it's a reasonable reserve, but um, it's... It's, it's the real deal. It's going to sell, but you won't see that again for a couple months. Like we have a Nash car. We're going to have a big, once the once the, uh, the the quarantine is lifted, we're going to have a big slamming live online super duper Saturday auction with hot dogs. I'm going to even make some hot dogs and maybe we'll get Uncle Sonny to come down with this pizza oven and he can make some pizza. Um, it's cute. It's pink. The Nash is pink. 
Yes, pink and white. Pink and white. And it runs. It's a little car. I recommend that somebody buy it. It'd be a nice um, driver. Antique. It's an antique car. It's a classic car. It's not a, not a modern car, so it needs to be babied, and it's it doesn't have uh, it doesn't have um, Bluetooth or cruise control. Or it's cute. It's, it's nice though. It's if nice. It's, if it's right in the corner of the auction house. Yeah. Once the quarantine is lifted, come look at it. What else, Marjorie? And, and is it, Kate, give us something to talk about. Make yourself useful there. Um, yeah, sorry. That's okay. I, we mentioned it briefly before, but I want to talk about why is old makeup and old perfume such a hot item with us? Because I'll tell you, one time, Izzy spilled perfume <laughs> on my leg in the office, and I was so upset with her for days because I could not get that smell out of my nose. Why do people, like, what's up with that? I, mean, I can't stand it. It's mainly. It, yeah, they're buying it for the bottles and yeah. the, and the 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 kitschiness of the packaging. Um, I don't necessarily now Chanel and like the high end colognes. People still the the vintage stuff is more sought after than yes. the new stuff because I think they use now they use some. I don't know that much about the actual perfume business, but I know that that a, a Chanel number no. five from the fifties. You would get that a full bottle sealed will bring you more money than a brand new bottle of Chanel. Now I'm not sure, 100 sure about this. This is just an educated guess. I'm guessing it has to do with sanctions on whale hunting and uh, amber grease and all yeah, that. I'm, I'm just guessing. Right. Yeah. We're not. But that's what I. I, I it's the packaging and the makeup. You nobody's going to use that makeup, even but if it's. It, but the packaging is. Different, like the pay. I, I, I was once told that cosmetics, the most expensive thing in a cosmetic is the bottle and the packaging, rather than the contents of the bottle. So, people want to want to just like the new packaging is some real thought is put into the packaging of perfume, and I believe it. It has always been so. People like to collect perfume and makeup. I believe it's because of the packaging. Um, there's also perfume bottles out there that were made by Lalique, which is a uh, glass company that is highly sought after. It's um, If you ever hold Lalique in your hand and really look at it, it's it's perfect. There's no air bubbles in it. It's just... It's just beautiful. It's just, it's just beautiful. So uh, there are some models and um, that are made Lalique by Lalique. is a French yeah. glass company. They're art glass... They're the best. I don't think there's anything better than, well, I'm sure there is. I'm sure somebody could correct me on this, but there's the leak glass vases and they make all, they make, like Isabel said, they make perfume bottles, but they also make beautiful yours decanters. and decanters that are worth tens of thousands of dollars. And um, they're just craftsmen, just like Tiffany. Tiffany, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure Tiffany made perfume bottles. Yeah. Um. We sold a bottle for a lot of money. It was, um, I can't remember. It was a small Dorflinger. Yeah. It was a Dorflinger. It was a very small yeah. perfume. The guy that bought yeah. it, he was from the Dorflinger Glass Museum. Remember Byron was twisting and he was yeah. having a heart attack? Yes. <laughs> the, guy, the, guy, the, guy at the, the guy that was bought, that eventually bought it, he would have, I wish we had some more bidders there because I believe he would have paid whatever the, like the, 
needed to be paid because it was going back to the museum. It was but over we it went for over three hundred dollars. I don't exactly it was remember just how much a little it was one. over three hundred dollars. Yeah. Little about I'd say with the stopper about four inches bottle. Yeah, barely probably a quarter ounce. And there's a ground a a, a, a perfume bottle or any fine ground glass bottle from whether it be a perfume bottle or a whiskey decanter the stopper and the i learned this from the you learn something especially when there's somebody from a museum here to buy it and they're willing to they they uh, a collector sometimes is usually is not willing to tell you what they know but somebody from a museum is proud of what they know and they're happy to tell you they he showed me that each stopper there you can't just get a bottle stopper that was made for the same kind of whiskey bottle and put it in each stopper is is custom fit by hand to the bottle so when you give it a quarter turn it like locks down it just doesn't slip on top of there it actually steals seals so that's unique so that's why it's so important when you have a, a perfume bottle or a whiskey decanter that you have the original stopper and that's how you tell if you give it a twist it like locks in so it's like countersunk the it, it's counter it's offset the bottle the hole in the bottle is offset to the stopper i think i didn't know that and then izzy showed me in the back and it seriously blew my mind for like three hours yeah yeah i i just found that out a couple of years ago and i've been doing this for a long time like i just figured i don't know but it's amazing um there, there's a lot of nice glassware and a night a lot of nice crystalware that you can find at auctions. It's 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 going dirt cheap. Like people are more inclined to buy the stuff that is they're looking for the high end museum pieces. But even if you're not into that, there's still a lot of nice glassware that you can always buy at auctions. It's really a shame of how much is of it is getting like just dumped out there. Yeah. And never whiskey glasses. Yes, yeah, never never whiskey tumblers. It seems that. You never get like a high-end whiskey tumbler either. They get either get kept or broken first. But the, the you know the short rocks glasses the, of the of the high quality door flinger like hand etched with you know that sparkles they're hard to come by. We have a couple here, and you but you never get full sets. You don't get six or eight. You get one or two, but they're nice. You never drank it like you once you drink out of a nice glass you don't really want to drink out of the, the jelly the flintstones jelly glasses anymore we have those too and people collect those too yes so. but you know yeah, the walmart the six glasses for 10 bucks you get up at the walmart um you'll get nicer ones here you'll get cheaper. you can get crystal ones for the same price yes here used yeah. all right so wrapping it up Kate, because you're you're calling from a re remote location, high in the desert. What's up? I, I, this was like the closest thing to fashion normal seen in a very long time. Yeah, well, it was really nice to hear you guys. Yeah, we miss you. Well, they miss you. I don't really care. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we all miss you. The cat uh, bandit sits in your seat in the morning, waiting for you. The poor thing. Oh, sorry, buddy. That's okay. But uh, we hope to see you soon. Is, so we're going to wrap this up, uh, you know, soon, I think two months at least, um, hopefully sooner. Wash your hands, stay inside. Wash your hands, stay inside. Stay away from children. They're, they're and old people. And old people. 
And uh, if you go to the grocery store, go by yourself. It's not a family outing. Um, go get what you need to come home. Don't bring the kids there. I don't want to see them. Um, what else? Um, Wrap it up, Marjorie. Yeah, Marjorie, where can they find us? We are all over the Internet. Our website is LaterieAuction.com. Uh, you could follow us on uh, no follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, see what I'm pinning on Pinterest. Uh, I don't do LinkedIn because that's weird, so you won't see us on LinkedIn. Uh, and uh, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to write us an email at with uh, tales from the gavel at lateriauctions.com. Auction singular. Auction.com. Yeah. If you have any ideas for a thing with you wouldn't you want to know about or for us to talk about let us know we'll talk about it and we're going to be get as soon as the we're going to get some special guests i got some lined up but nobody's allowed out all right thank you